All right, let's get it. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the bullpen. All right, in the bullpen today, we have Mr. Sean Tima, commentator, Young Voices, serves as chief of staff for Young Americans for Liberty, calls himself a recovering progressive. He's appeared on Fox Business, Newsmax, and OAN, all right? Should be fascinating. We are going to chop it up about student debt forgiveness in the United States of America, should be fun. Sean, good day, welcome. Dr. Richie, great to be here. Absolutely. I don't want to presume what you know or believe about student debt forgiveness in this country. So if you would provide your sentiment and I will then opine. Absolutely, well look from a young age, my parents taught me I was raised whether it was credit card debt, housing, college. No one's coming to save me and I shouldn't take out debts that I couldn't pay off. So they sacrificed, you know, putting away for their retirement, their own continuing education, essentially their own class mobility so that I could have some money saved up to go to university when it was time. I earned scholarship and throughout college, I worked up to three jobs at a time to pay my own way. And I graduated with no student loan debt. I'm very grateful to be in that position. But I was upset when I realized, hey, wait a minute, there should have never been that level of sacrifice in the first place because the federal government is responsible for jacking the price of tuition up so much that's become essentially unaffordable. Now, we gotta tackle two things here. We've gotta tackle the cost of higher education and the student debt crisis. Now, there are plenty of things you can do to reduce the cost of higher education. But I think that you're gonna have an incomplete solution unless you get to the root of the systemic problem. And I think we need to have a complete and total shutdown of issuing federal guaranteed student loans until we can have the market reset and have the price of college come down to a point where any American should be able to reasonably afford it. Now, when you come to the student debt crisis, I mean, simply put, it's not fair to rob Peter to pay Paul, especially when Peter either paid off his loans or didn't go to college, right? It's the same principle why we shouldn't bail out Wall Street or big businesses at the expense of the American worker. I mean, we shouldn't be bailing folks out in the country and pitting them against each other. And that's where I stand. Very interesting, you said some things here that are quite fascinating. Let me tackle one dynamic because I think it's more aspirational and not, um, it, it's not logical. And, and here we deal with logic. When you say, let's stop all guarantees, federal guarantees, you would immediately destroy the financing opportunity of education for 91% of HBCU college students. And I'm an HBCU professor. So when you launch a solution like that, that would be completely adversarial to a specific demographic. And let me read a couple of notes that I think are important for the design of this discussion. Data shows that 46% of black student borrowers, they have decided to postpone purchasing a home because of student debt. So you have an equity issue of home ownership because damn near 50% of those who say, say I wanna buy a home can't do it because of student debt. 33% of Hispanic student borrowers have put off getting off married due to their student loan debt, the list goes on and on. But you said something that I think is key and you should agree with me. You said that the federal government is responsible for this, correct? Yeah, they're in large part responsible with Sally May and these university administrators yeah. teaming up, yeah. Okay, so listen, I agree. I agree with you, the federal government 
is in part in a massive way. The reason you have out of control college debt, which means Sean, if the federal government is the catalyst for the massive debt on the average American who has some college education behind them. Would it not make sense that the federal government is also involved in a thoughtful solution? I wish it was that simple, but the way that it's framed where it's okay, mm. we'll just cancel the debts of folks. That's like saying, if I may, okay, Mitch McConnell messed up. So now my plumber and I have to pay <laughs> for fixing his mistake, right? The federal government is the taxpayers. It is folks who pay the taxes. Wait in a minute, this but country. Sean, you said the federal government is the reason why this debt is here. You said the federal government did this. That was your proclamation in your opening monologue on my show that the federal government did this. So if, if it's the federal government, why are we putting emphasis back on individuals who have been victimized by this governmental scheme to remedy it? Why are you right, avoiding so saying the federal government needs to be the lead to fix it? Right, and they can lead in part by stop giving out these guaranteed bloated loans, which the universities have What's taken the on. What's the impact of them saying right now this moment, we will no longer guarantee a student financial aid for those seeking undergraduate degrees. What's the impact of that? The primary impact would be on the university. They say, "Oh my god, no one is able to attend this school anymore because we've got such a bloated tuition which we've been able to rise up through the government giving out blank checks and knowing that we'd they be able to cover the bill." Now we're going to have to reset, we're going to have to lower our prices, we're going to have to reset to market rates so that way the average American can afford going to college instead of having to take out these loans having to drown in debt or to have to make massive okay. sacrifices so, to be able to attend. So they are responsible in the right. sense where they put out a bad program, they mm -hmm. gotta stop that bad program. Okay. Well, that doesn't mean people who paid their own way or didn't go also have to pay to fix that problem. All right, so you're saying that the federal government is in large part responsible for student loan debt in America. And their only responsibility right now in your world is to just stop doing it. They have no other accountability factor here. They don't need to do anything else other than just stop being a guarantor of loans, correct? That's it? So trust me, I am a big proponent of holding the federal government accountable, holding Doesn't people in DC like it, accountable. The difference is the conversation around student loan debt relief okay. is not saying, okay, let's have Mitch McConnell, Nancy Pelosi and Donald Trump pay to say, oops, we messed up. We created this arguably predatory system, unsustainable system. We are going to fix it. No, that falls onto you. That falls onto me. That falls onto yeah, but the I'm already American people, pay, just like I the Wall taxes. Street bailouts. I pay taxes, Sean. Uh, you know, do you agree with every war this country goes to? Of course not. We can't All afford right. the wars. They're morally wrong. Right, we can't you. afford bailouts. I, I would much rather have a debate with you where we're both debating on the same side. To say, listen, my tax dollars should not go to subsidize blowing up things and killing people, but rally do individuals on the right have those debates, right? So they don't say, well, wait a minute, why why am I paying for a war that I don't agree with? Why are we paying as subsidizing wars that universally most Americans actually disagree with? We we don't want these wars. Well, that's your government taking your tax dollar and doing something destructive with it. At least in student loan debt forgiveness. That's the government taking existing tax dollars and fixing something that you admit 
they messed up in the first place. And let me give some highlights as to what research shows would happen if you actually have a student loan debt forgiveness program. And I agree with you in part that it can't just be that. You must provide a systematic approach to decrease the cost of higher education. And you don't have to do it for every institution, all right? You have to do it for enough. I think every state should have a certain number of colleges that will guarantee a quality education in order to make sure people can get access to higher education in this country. I'm gonna give an example. I teach at one of the most affordable HBCUs in the United States of America. Virtually all of our graduates graduate with zero college debt, all right? That's by model, that's by design, it can happen. But we also, we don't have a massive building fund. We don't have student activities like other institutions. We don't have the wraparound services like sports teams, etc. We don't have all of these things, right? Some colleges do, and those things are good for the campus and the culture of that particular institution. But these are three main things that will happen with college debt forgiveness. Number one, it increases consumer spending immediately. And there are variables that have it up to 20% influx in the market. Number two, student loan forgiveness will encourage entrepreneurship which also increases those that can hire at the local level. Number three, it will increase home ownership by roughly 40% of those that have debt based on the statistics available. Now, all of those are positives for the economy. And remember those positives all either generate revenue or equity in the marketplace. So while I get your point, it may seem unfair to your mom and dad, I get that point. Do you think because it may be offensive to your mom and dad that the the answer is to be offensive to millions of Americans who have been adversely impacted by an adversarial and perhaps usury system that now is problematic? Do you think that's fair? Lots to cover here, I'll try and answer in no particular order. It's not about me or my mom and my dad as much as it more is about the 34.3 million Americans, 40%, 43% of all Americans who took out loans who have paid them back already, right? This can be done and I still feel it's not fair to rob from feeder to pay to pull. If you follow on that logic of okay, we should forgive all the debts of adversarial systems. Let's take a hypothetical, I live in Austin. Cost, yeah. cost of housing in Austin is going through the roof right now. I don't think I can really afford to buy a house here right now. But you know what, let's say I take that on knowing that, well, this isn't really the smartest idea. 10 years later, I can't pay off the bills. Should I demand that, oh, this is an adversarial system and we should clear out my debt for the wait house? Minute, no, wait I a took minute, on brother, that responsibility. Wait a minute, wait a minute, Sean, so that's, that's missed, one way to look at these Sean, things. Sean, you missed a key point. In your scenario, did the government do something to you that was antithetical to fairness? Because you admitted yeah, on my show, you just admitted on my show that the whole student debt issue was the cause of the federal government and perhaps even a usury system. Yeah, I think in part you get the federal government out of most <laughs> businesses, if not all businesses, because when they get involved, they inflate costs no, and then but, it becomes an issue of where they're to blame. Back to another point you said though about the fact that you know, oh well, we gotta you know be able to correct problems that the federal government has created. We even tried that earlier this year, and the system does not work that way. It does not work. You've got this COVID relief bill, about a trillion dollars worth. You had a congressman who said, let's take out all of the non-relief funds, right? You know, these big bailouts to the Kennedy Center, United Airlines, and let's give ten thousand dollars 
to every working American who wasn't able to afford you know, to pay their mortgage, to pay their car because of these shutdowns that were incurred during COVID. And that was universally rejected within DC by the Democrats and a lot of the Republicans alike. So if we're trying to bank on a solution where you're looking to DC to say, let's actually help working Americans, I don't think you're gonna get it. So I think the best thing you can do and without also increasing the cost of inflation, right? Where it's not gonna matter if you have a college degree or if you're clear your debt, if inflation, this equal opportunity destroyer yeah. is going to reduce the value of everything. What you just said, Sean, unfortunately, what you just said is untrue. Uh, those with some college and college degrees, uh, they statistically on an average of 88% plus, they make more money uh, in the journey of their lifetime than those that do not have it. Uh, which does mean inflation is still inflation. But if you make more money, inflation is not as adverse to you as it may be to someone who has zero disposable income. Let me also take you to the stat about who owes the most money. Are you aware of who actually owes the most college debt right now in America? What demographic? Well, according to you in the past, 85%, you know, with, um, I'll tell you what, I will let you, I don't want to speak for you. All right, black women. Black women owe 22% more student loan debt than white women. Um, that study came out just a few months ago. They are paid 64 cents on the dollar compared to white men uh, in the exact same position. So you literally have black women, and by the way, black women are the most educated demographic in America right now. They're the fastest growing educational demographic in the country. But the cause and effect of that is they owe more college debt than anyone else. But the reality of the ecosystem of this nation is that they get paid less for that education. So if they didn't have the education, they go from 64 cent on the dollar to roughly 42 cent on the dollar. With the education, they go to 64 cent. So white people with education still get paid much more money. My point to you is, in order to survive in this ecosystem, we're not saying that everybody needs to go to Harvard at no cost. What we're saying is there should be a level of absolute affordability for quality education in your state. That needs to be a marker for every state and a goal for every state. Number two, I think college debt forgiveness is appropriate with a financial threshold. There needs to be an economic threshold with who can qualify for that. And number three, there has to be a system, a protocol in order to make sure that instead of throwing out the baby with the bathwater, we have a systemic protocol, kind of like what we did with the environmental crisis. We have a systemic protocol that eats away at this behemoth every single year. So we move to a place of pure affordability in education or providing free college options in every single state in this nation. What problem do you have with anything I've laid out? Well, I think it'd be great if we had affordable education in every state. And I do think that the way you get there is you target the problem right at its root. We cannot have affordable education across the board if the federal government keeps writing blank checks to these universities so they can increase the price of tuition. You've got to hit it right at the source. You've got to encourage people that, hey, there are other options besides a four year college. You've got trade school. We're not talking You've got about to provide for college, ESAs to let people all, save more. There are plenty of the things stats, to do. All of the stats that I just named to you also include technical education and trade schools. Remember, that's considered higher education. As long as it is an accredited program, those programs qualify for federal dollars. So higher education, we're not talking about just four year degrees. We're talking about these heavy skill based opportunities as well. All right, I appreciate you being on the show, man. Good debate, I thank you, all right? Thanks for having me. Absolutely.